the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business Network. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Mueller report is now in the hands of Attorney General William Barr. The two-year investigation now complete, but the legal wrangling just about to begin. Barr must now decide what to send to Congress and how much of the report, if any, will be made public. In a letter to the Senate and House Judiciary Committees, he has suggested he could have a summary document of the report's principal conclusions as soon as this weekend. That is correspondent Wally Hines reporting. California Governor Gavin Newsom will allow state fire officials to bypass some environmental regulations to clear off dead trees ahead of the fire season. Rather than reacting, we want to get ahead of this by moving forward in an efficient and effective manner to protect lives and protect property. Newsom coming under fire from some environmental groups who say that his moves he's taking is going to damage the environment. This is SRN News. Are there some physical activities that you no longer partake in because they're too painful, such as playing golf or easily walking downstairs, hiking, or even sleeping peacefully through the night? Relief Factor wants to get you out of pain. Relief Factor is changing the lives of tens of thousands of listeners by reducing and at times even eliminating their daily aches and pains. ReliefFactor.com is full of great success stories, mine included. Over a month ago, I started taking Relief Factor, and within weeks, it had resolved a lower back pain issue for me, which is now gone. Pete and Seth Talbot are the father and son team behind Relief Factor and the three-week quick starter pack that could help you live your life with little to no pain. Go to relieffactor.com. See the testimonials from folks all over the country who are getting their lives back with Relief Factor. Over 70% of those who try it continue as customers. Why not be the next Relief Factor success story. Go now to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. It is so exciting to think that the Lord loves us in such a way that he sent his son to provide the way for us to be directed perfectly, gently, and effectively. C.S. Lewis bluntly stated this fact, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. None of us can serve two masters. We try, but we cannot do it. As the hymn says, keep your eyes upon Jesus, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim. I pray that we can be used by each other to exhort and edify the church and grow the real kingdom. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's word to examine our hearts and our motives, because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I just tweeted out to you. Um, just thinking about where, what I was saying about what, where the next Fed move is. I'm looking right at this moment at, at uh, CME Group's um, uh, uh, FedWatch tool. Uh, and the FedWatch tool uh, says that um, on the first meeting in January, there's a 40% chance that the rate will be down by, by 25 basis points. And about a twenty-five percent chance that it's down by two or by two or more basis points. 
There is no betting on the rate next rate in being up. And so it's likely that the Fed is going to going to going to drop. You know, they believe that they might drop things. But I'm not going to talk about the about about the rates anymore. Why? Because again, I don't believe, as we were talking in the last segment, that I don't believe the issue for the Fed in terms of whether or not it's too tight has been has anything to do with the Fed funds rate. It has been what it's been doing with quantitative, with quant, not with with the end of quantitative easing and the balance sheet uh, runoff that's happened. Just to refresh uh, our listeners here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440, we've been talking about this for pretty much four years now. What would happen to the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, which had, sh- which had risen from a less than $1 trillion before the Great Recession started, to about $4.5 trillion by 2014? So keep that number in mind, $4.5 trillion at the end of 2014. So in, in 2016, the Fed announces that it's going to start the process of trying to, re- or it's going to start the process uh, of trying to reduce the, the size of the balance sheet sometime in the near future that they are under discussion. And then in 2017, they announced their plan. They're going to start the plan and we're going to take a tiny bit off in 2017 and then they were going to start to increase the rate of decrease, it, the rate at which the size of the balance sheet would happen. Now they weren't selling; they weren't selling off assets and retiring money per se. But what they did was, they said, "Well, we've got these bonds that we're holding. Some of them are Treasury bonds. Used to be that the Fed only held Treasury bills with less than one year maturity, but now they have." Bonds across the maturity perspective, uh, uh, spectrum, because Ben Bernanke decided that the that the Fed needed to be intervening in longer term bonds. They were actually manipulating the yield curve somewhat to encourage more long run in, investment in long run in risky stocks. So they had done that and and had those, and then somewhere in in quantitative easing version two. They said, you know, we don't want to just buy U.S. Treasuries. We also want to buy agency securities. So those are Fannie Mae's, Freddie Mac's, Ginnie Mae's. They wanted to participate in bonds, but they wanted to buy bonds that were issued by government-sponsored enterprises. And and they're called on the street agency bonds. And, And it's not just those. They could buy Tennessee Valley Authority bonds. They could buy anything that was issued by another government agency besides the U.S. government. So they had bought those. And that includes a lot of mortgage-backed securities. So that they're at about a 60-40 mix in the portfolio of bonds they hold between U.S. Treasuries and these mortgage-backed securities. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to reduce the amount of mortgage-backed securities and the amount of U.S. Treasuries. But they didn't really want to reduce them equally. They would like to change the mix so they could get out of the MBS market and get more back into the treasury market so that a greater share of the portfolio would be in treasuries than before. Kind of kind of makes some sense. It's certainly something to support, but people have had had a problem with this. Because when you withdraw, when you reduce the size of the balance sheet, you are effectively reducing the the money supply that's in the in the economy. Now, some of that gets soaked up by reducing the amount of excess reserves that are in the system. The only way in which the money supply is impacted by changes in in the size of the Fed's balance sheet is the extent to which it reduces the amount of reserves that are available for the money creation process. And I'm going to avoid giving you the entire, you know, third week money in banking course lecture on how money is created in the system. But basically, there is a deposits of that are at banks are a multiple of the amount of reserves that are in the system. But reserves can also be held by banks as excess. Remember, the Fed continues to pay interest on excess reserves, competing with private borrowers that would like to get access to that money. 
So they've held that down by by controlling that interest rate, and they haven't done anything about that. And we, I, 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 the Fed was 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 mute on that particular point yesterday uh, on Wednesday. Excuse me. However, Jay Powell did have something to say in his prepared remarks that they are in, indeed they finally arrived at the question that they've been asked for about the last eighteen months. What's the right size of the balance sheet? And so he says in his prepared remarks, he uses this really interesting metric. Let's play cut number four, please, Jason. This is Jay Powell Wednesday after the FOMC meeting in a press conference. Since October 2017, we've been allowing our asset holdings to decline by not reinvesting all of the payments we receive as securities mature or were prepa- matured or were pre- prepaid. Today, we announced that we intend to slow the runoff of our assets starting in May and to cease runoff entirely in September of this year. In September, reserve balances may still be somewhat above the level required to conduct policy efficiently and effectively. If this is so, we may hold the size of our asset holdings roughly constant for a time. During this time, ongoing gradual increases in currency and our other non-reserve liabilities would imply very gradual declines in reserve balances. When the committee judges that reserves should not decline further, securities holdings will again begin to rise as dictated by the growth of demand for our reserve and non-reserve liabilities. Now, there's two very interesting things that happen there. First, the judging of the size of the balance sheet on the basis of the size of GDP I can tell you I have never heard a Fed president, chair, governor use that as the yardstick. It was 24% of G it was 24% of GDP and now we think it should be down to 17 and somehow that's the area where they believe it's going to happen. That is one area where and he says so we're going to reduce the balance sheet we're going to reduce the balance sheet to some point. Then we're going to let the composition of the balance sheet change. Because remember, on the on the on the so balance sheet in case in case some we've been joking on the side between accountants and economists, economists can do some accounting, right? So economists and accountants both know that on the one side of a balance sheet you should get your assets, on the other side of the balance sheet you get your liabilities and your net worth. The Treasury securities that, and the mortgage-backed securities that the Fed has are assets. And so the Fed is reducing its assets on, on the, that one side of the balance sheet. This means that something has to change on the other side of the balance sheet. And, the answer, and, and on, the, on the liability side of the balance sheet are two major items. There's, a, there's some other stuff too, but just, let's just focus on the two largest ones. One of them are the notes that are inside your billfold right now. If you look at your at your at your five dollar bill, your ten dollar bill, your one dollar bill that's in your pocket or in your billfold or in your purse, across the top it says Federal Reserve Note. That is a non interest bearing security, a liability that is issued by the Federal Reserve, which both because it's legal tender and because it's wildly it's widely accepted as a medium of exchange in countries around the world, it can issue and receive real resources for it. So the liability of the central bank is those that amount of currency, two-thirds of which actually circulates outside of the United States. There's been an increase in demand for that currency over the past five, ten, five, you know, say, well, even more than that, over the last 40 years, but an acceleration of that increased demand in the last 10. The other liability are the, res- are, are the deposits that commercial banks make at the Federal Reserve. They're called reserves. And they're split between those that the banks are required to hold to back checking accounts and the pound that's excess. And so what he said, what he said, which was really interesting, and I don't think people caught it, is that they've got in their mind a number for what that level of reserves should be. 
And until they get down to that number, they're going to let currency demand raise the raise the proportion of their liabilities that are non-interest bearing versus the reserves, which are interest bearing. They're going to let that switch, and when they get to the number they want, then they'll let the balance sheet rise again. He even gives them a dollar value. I'm close to a break, but I just want to play this one last clip for you. Uh, this is cut number five, Jason. This is Jay Powell about 25 minutes later in answering a question, a two-part question. We've cut out the first part of the que- the first part of the answer, so that you just hear this part where he tries to define what's going on with the balance sheet. Play cut number five, please. Um, in terms of the size of the balance sheet, uh, yeah, oh, the balance sheet will be of a size of approximately. 17% of GDP around the end of this year, down from 25% of GDP in uh, at the end of 2014. So significantly smaller relative to GDP, GDP than it was. I'm guessing you, you're looking for a dollar number, though, probably. And that would be, so for the size of the balance sheet, it, it looks like it'll be a, a bit above $3.5 trillion then. Now, that is a, that was interesting, because he now has given us a target level of the balance sheet. When we get to three and a half trillion, we're done. We're going to stop this. That that was really interesting. And he says we'll get there by, by the middle of September. I've done the math to say where it is right now, which is closer to 3.9. Remember, it was four and a half in 2014. It was, it was, it's about three point, it's a little under 3.9 now. They're going all down to about three and a half trillion, which means there's another three hundred to four hundred billion dollars of runoff still to happen over the next six months. Wow. What impact might that have? Well, you'll have to stay tuned to hear my answer to that. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. The Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Ann Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. All the better you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. And then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters April 5th. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Step into a Chet's-owned Red Wing store this season for non-insulated, waterproof, and water-resistant footwear. Need new boots for summer work? Check out our variety of steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options. Don't forget our selection of regular toe footwear either. Too busy with projects this season to get to the store? Ask us about our mobile shoe service, where we bring the store to you. Or stop in to see us in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Circle Pines, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Work is our work. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with Business 1440, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. 
This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, King Banging Show, Business 1440. Here's the most remarkable thing about the press conference. I mean, we just played those two clips. Right? We just played those two clips where where Jay Powell says, we're done with with this. Go back to the December FOMC meeting, which everyone had had a conniption about. And... And Powell remarked uh, on quantitative tightening, I think that the runoff of the balance sheet has been smooth and has served its purpose, and I don't see us changing that. In three months, in three months, he's gone from not changing it to announcing the end date. Um, of course, the markets, uh, the markets uh, uh, moved about dramatically. We got, the, we got that drop in the 10-year to the point where where you had a one basis point inversion of the yield curve, um, and which and it's narrow as it's been in twelve years. No, there's no no question about that, right? Um, the the you know again, if you're going to say that the yield curve means that a recession is coming, just remember that it takes about it takes about ten to eleven months on average for that recession to arrive. So there's still time to go in this expansion. But I've just given you, I gave you in the last hour of the King Banyan show here that in 1998, we had an inversion. And yes, a recession came, but it came almost 30 months later, 28 months later. And it came without, um, without it being caused by the same things that happened in 1998 that was a dot-com recession that was not a emerging market debt recession so on um and and so i it, it and it's a context for for why would you now decide if you're the white house that you want to trot out steve moore to be a governor on the on the fed it's like the fed's moving in the direction that the trump that uh, Cudlow and Trump had jawboned the Fed toward three months ago. Um, my guess, I, I don't know. My, I, I would not be shocked to find out that they decide to pull that back over over the next few months. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I'm questioning whether or not whether or not Steve Moore will ever get to be at the Federal Reserve itself. I, I, I rather doubt it. Uh, I actually rather doubt it my, myself. Um, what's ha- let me let me switch gears. Next Friday was supposed to be the deadline for the United Kingdom to leave the European Union. March 29th was supposed to be the date at 11:59 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time. After a significant amount of debate over over um, several uh, over several periods um, over several meetings, they finally they they finally agreed to give her two weeks. I'm going to explain to several things here. First of all, there is no question that the EU is split over what to do about the UK. It is clear to me that, uh, that uh, uh, President Macron in, um, 
in France is playing a hard game with the British. I don't think it's because he has animosity specifically toward Britain. Although the speech he gave yesterday, and I'll talk about May's speech in a moment, but but the speech he gave yesterday uh, at the uh, European Council um, is just breathtaking. I I thought about trying to read this in in, uh, in an Inspector Clouseau voice with having his having him speak it and say it in his uh, French playing under me and maybe some some French cafe music and so on, but. Um, Given that Jason's relatively new to us, I said, "Ah, that might be a little. That might be a little too much to ask." Yeah, the thank guy you. On his first day. Thank you for going easy on me today. Yeah, we're going to take we're going to take it easy on you today. Appreciate okay, you. that it, it, that's it's the only time that's going to happen. So enjoy it. I will. Um, but I will. I will say, if you want to do this in a, if you want to hear this in a fresh accent, that's fine. I'm not going to read it that way. This is Macron yesterday at the European Council. Unfortunately, in the event of a no deal, it is the British people who will be first affected. Certain Brexiteers we talk about will be far away, and most will be well protected. They will, they will because they are set up for life. So the vi- first victims will be those who experience the negative consequences of a disorderly departure from the European market. The year- economic crisis and the economic impact it will have, the cost of which everyone has calculated. They're not the ones who fought for it, but they will be the ones who suffer for it. They told the people, it'll be easy. It'll be quick. Bravo. We'll earn tens of billions of pounds. The bill has been added up, and it actually goes the other way. We'll be much stronger after. Find me an expert who says that. It's awful. There were a lot of lies. Well, President Macron, let me explain to you, having... I think I spent more time in the UK in the last month than you have, sir. And let me tell you a few things that that, that I observed in my in in my time there. First of all, um, the cost that everyone has calculated. Nobody believes it. Nobody understands what the cost will be. There are people out there. We met a farmer up in uh, the very north of of. England in Northumbria, right, right south of the Scottish border, maybe, maybe thirty minutes uh, south of the Scottish border, the border with Scotland, which is nothing. I mean, there's nothing there. Um, they talk about the Irish border. Well, it's nothing at the Scottish border. It's nothing at the Welsh border. It's just, it's just all one big country, as far as we're concerned, except for that Irish Sea that separates the Republic and Northern Ireland from the rest, of, from the rest of the United Kingdom. Um, and when we were there, he said, I started preparing for Brexit in 2015. I, I understood that a reckoning was coming. And he's happy, even though he will say his trade is going to be substantially disrupted. He's happy with it. Very happy with it. He's calculated what the cost is and says, okay. Time to sharpen the pencil, figure out how I can be more productive, figure out how to diversify my product lines so I don't need to depend on on sending uh, sending uh, beef and, and milk and, and cheese to uh, Amsterdam. I need to figure out how to become more resilient. And I would argue regardless of what happens over the next few months, the next year, he's probably better off for having done so. We talked to other businesses, which are preparing. I heard a business where the people were clearly, they were in Scotland, and they were clearly on the Remain side of the debate. And, but they're making preparations. They're not, they haven't been waiting around wondering what's going to happen. They have built connections with other folks. And they have a really, they have a clear vision of what their, of what their business will do both with a negotiated deal, with the May deal, for example, with no deal, or continuing in the EU, they they have figured it out. So do they understand the cost? Yes. Are they prepared for it? Yes. Are there negative consequences? 
Quite probably so. But when you bring this to, to the attention of those that voted to leave, they say, these, these are temporary and they are costs we are willing to pay in order to regain our sovereignty. The people, when I hear, when I asked, when someone would said, said to me, when anyone would say to me on this trip, well, you know, they lied to us. And I said, did you vote to leave? They said, no, I voted to remain. And I would say, well, then you didn't believe the lies. So when they say they lied to us, what they mean to say is, I saw through the lies, but the people who voted to leave believe the lies. Well, lies are, in a, are, are a below the surface, below the skin experience. Belief is something that's happening inside of me. I, I don't think I know why you vote for the people you vote for, for the referendums you, referenda you vote for. I don't believe I don't believe I know that and honestly you don't know what why I voted for who I voted for. And so when people when I hear this they lied to us. I always say find me someone that voted leave who's now saying I voted leave but they lied to me I'd like to go back and change my vote. I didn't find those people. And I have yet to, and I don't think Professor, I don't think President Macron has either. I'll come back with one more thought about this right after these messages. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. Social media marketing is on the verge of dominating commerce. The right social media strategy can help you slay the competition and gain new customers. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers social security is with you through life's journey get to know us at socialsecurity.gov we are there day one with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime we are there as you grow protecting you and those you love we are there when you get your first job helping you to save for the future we are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow, Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago... With uh, great uh, sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot, and it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor, so that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, 
Now you don't have to with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. On what could have been Brexit week, now delayed at least until for two weeks, till April 12th. In which case it might be a hard Brexit on April 12th. So what would happen? Well, uh, posted. Uh, po- I posted this morning at our... our Twitter stream at pound KBRS this idea of, of how bad could it possibly be? How bad could it be? Um, so here's one thing that would happen. This, this, this list comes from a post by uh, Tyler Cowen at Marginal Revolution. Uh, he, write, he writes sometimes for the New York Times, but regularly for Bloomberg. Um, among the little noticed impacts, UK citizens and businesses will no longer be able to register internet sites using the .eu domain, and any UK entities that currently have such sites will not be able to renew them. Well, that seems rather petty, but how big how big a deal is that? The bigger concerns, okay, tariffs would be reimposed. Well, that's the EU's choice. The uh, the the May government has actually released a set of uh, um, a, a set of information on on what tariffs they would charge, and they actually are going to reduce tariffs for goods coming into the country to encourage trade into into the United Kingdom. As an economist, I say, hey, that's pretty good. But the EU will start to impose seventy four percent seventy four percent tariffs on tobacco. 22% tariffs on orange juice, 10% on automobiles. Now, the last one's the one that really bothers them. As I, as I was spending time in the U.K., I noticed how few of the cars that are there are actually produced in U.K. plants. Uh, many of them, many of them are, are German cars. Many of them are French cars. And, and the 10% on, on what cars are produced, the, the uh, Land Rover uh, and Jaguars and, and, and that and Triumph and so on. Those cars will, those cars will face higher tariffs going into the EU market. Yeah, that could, I could see that being a problem. But guess what? When you impose those tariffs, the result of that is the is that the exchange rate changes. Just like here, we jacked up our our tariff rates. The next thing that happens is the dollar strengthens and the and the and the one decreases in value and as and as a result guess what the value of the tariffs gets gets wiped out and trade just continues that's why the that's part of the reason why the trade deficit increased rather than decreased in spite of the increase in the tariffs it's the exchange rate the other part of it being simply the u.s economy is growing strongly and so a strong economy tends to import lots of stuff and the Chinese economy is doing a little less well, and so they tend to import less stuff. So we, we're not exporting as much, we're, and we're importing more. Um, so prices would go up in the, in, in the UK. There's no question about that. They'll go up more sharply in a no-deal scenario than in, in one where you do have a negotiated, negotiated withdrawal. That's probably true. Could there be the shortages at the customs borders? Yeah, possibly. You know what solves that problem? Particularly for for goods like pharmaceuticals? Put it on planes. Will they cost a little more? Yeah, but they'll get there. I, I am currently watching on Netflix, partly because of this trip, I'm currently watching the... Uh, the, uh, a, a series on Netflix called Rebellion. It's about it's about the Irish uh, independence war in 2016, the Easter the Easter Rebellion, uh, and the period after the Easter Rebellion. It is fun to watch. They have actually 
done a nice job of describing the economic conditions of the time by having one of the uh, characters complain about the increased price of goods when he goes into the market to buy food for his family and for the people he's trying to help. He's he's a well-off fellow, and and his home is being being used to help others uh, that are involved in the rebellion. Um, prices will rise. There will be a period of inflation in a hard, but is that that big a deal? And so I do really wonder if this concern over Brexit, over the no deal Brexit, it's got that feel of the Y2K scare. Now, Jason, I don't know that you're old enough to remember Y2K. But if you are, if you don't remember that period of time, listeners, if you don't remember that period of time, you'll recall there were there were lots of prognosticators who were saying that because all our computers had made the mistake of saving space, saving bits of information by only using a two-digit number to code to code uh, uh, the year rather than a four-digit code, that all of this was going to come crashing to a halt when we went from 99 to 00. Heck, Prince got an album out of this. What happened? Well, the point is, none of us remember Y2K anymore because it turned out to be a big nothing burger. It could well be that hard Brexit turns out to be a big nothing burger. Except for fellows like Macron who are kind of bound and determined to make it harsh because they want to make sure no one else ever does this. Nonetheless, I don't... While I... Well, I understand the frustra- frustration of the EU because it does appear that uh, they have ended up with a very weak uh, um, dance partner in Theresa May. She has been she has been offline, uh, unable to get her people together because she doesn't have a plan at this point. It just seems like she's hit the uh, hit the skids. And unable to um, unable to uh, 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 focus uh, enough attention to get a solution done. She keeps going from one place to another place, trying to find enough votes to pass her deal. What's likely to happen in this week is they'll probably take one more vote at her deal. Maybe not. The speaker there has been. Has, has been trying to tell her, you can't keep putting the same vote up. We don't do it that way. That's not the rules of Parliament. And this is what is very interesting. And what is different between the UK and the EU, which at the end is why I think they are incompatible and that they need to break up. In the EU, government says X, and unless there's a referendum, X happens. In the UK, it's not so. There is a distinction between government and parliament. It gets confused because government is under control of the party of the prime minister who sits in parliament and argues before parliament. But because, because he or she, the prime minister, has a, has a majority, a working majority, everything they want to have passed passes, and it does not require another signature because the prime minister has already been given the power of the executive branch by the monarchy. The monarchy says you may form a government. There is a permission there, but once that permission is handed over, day-to-day operations are left with the prime minister and the, and, and the king or the queen do not participate in government. But there is a passing of the baton, in some sense, between the monarch and the prime minister to run government, though not parliament. What has really happened here, and it actually started before Brexit, is that parliament is trying to act as if it's government. There's no such distinction anywhere on the continent. What Macron says goes. And there's very, and he's a very strong executive. The prime minister 
is not as strong an executive. And by uh, saying that Parliament would have a vote on Brexit, she gave up the power that she would have if she was in any other system that exists elsewhere in the EU. So she is now caught trying to ask permission of people in a system for a system where she where the system is not designed for her to do that. I think that I think we fail to understand this. This is what happened when Tony Blair was trying to bring British support for bombing Assad in Syria. Parliament said no. And that was the end of Blair. And it was the rise of, of, of what I think really is a constitutional crisis within the UK. So I don't put all the blame at, at Theresa May's feet. But she's clearly unable to figure out how to deal with Parliament at this point. And I believe that the, what the EU did was give, give the UK permission to sack her, which I, I would not be surprised to see happens this coming week, sometime before thir- around Thursday or Friday of this week, after she loses the vote, there'll be a series of other votes to say, okay, so what kind of deal do you want? And then she's going to say, you need someone else to negotiate that deal. It can't be me. She leaves. The real problem in the UK right now is they don't have someone to replace her. If you say we have to go to an election to replace her, well, you've got two problems. One, it takes too long given the deadlines that the EU has set for you, I think they've forced the, the situation that they're going to end up with the Tories. And second of all, nobody wants to seem to risk Jeremy Corbyn being the person that negotiates this deal. I think it will come from the Tories, but I have no idea who it will be because the people that want the softer Norway-style Brexit don't have a leader, and no one seems to want, and, and everyone's like, well, the alternative to that is Boris Johnson or Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, or Stephen Baker, and nobody wants those guys because you can just have that. If they don't vote for anything, the EU has said you guys are done on April 12th, and to, um, to folks like uh, Rees-Mogg and Johnson, it's like, cool, we're out. That's fantastic. Um, so this, this may still end badly. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to force themselves to find someone that can negotiate a different deal. And Teresa May will be gone by the end of the week. There's my prediction for the week. You can come back next week and figure out if I'm right or wrong. But before you do that, hang on. We'll come back in just, just a moment here on the King Banyan show on business 1440. I've got to see you. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Karen, time to get ready for work. <laughs> hitting your toothbrush way in the back of the drawer. Good luck finding it. Oh, and the bathroom light is out again. At least it'll be harder for you to see the shower stains. <laughs> is your old, worn-out bathroom taunting you like this every morning? 
New Windows for America to the rescue. Yes, New Windows for America does bathroom replacement. Let them remake yours with a new, easy-to-clean tub, modern shower, and surround. They have a wide selection of bath products and design options to help you create a bathroom that is stylish and gives you the functionality that you need. New Windows for America can have them installed fast in as little as one day for most homes at an affordable price. In fact, it's as low as $79 per month now for Sebastian Gorka's America First listeners. Tired of your dingy old bathroom mocking you? Google New Windows for America today and check out their bathroom replacement and other home improvement products. Offer ends March 31st. Hey, that rain sure changed everything about the weather and living here, didn't it? Ah, take off, hey, it sure did. I know I may not be able to see my backyard, but I'm glad things are definitely starting to thaw. We will be seeing our backyard soon, so we can start planning that hot tub project again. Ah, after all the snow we had this year, it would have sure been nice to soak in that hot tub after all the shoveling we did. Make sure you go to Premier Pool and Spa. Let them tell you about how all the Arctic spas perform during the polar vortex. Yeah, 26 below for a whole week. Oh, man. Must have been a sad, sad story. You see, all the Arctic spas are online, and they performed even better than expected. But here's what they did. They went online, they looked at all the data for power, consumption, and performance, and the results were spectacular. No other spa can pull this kind of data and prove what the salespeople are saying. Yeah, just like they say, made in Canada for Minnesota winters, eh? All the display tubs are on clearance right now, so you can save even more on the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa where we take fun seriously, eh? Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 14. Go up and love, mind your pretty clothes, all the fine things, heaven on the road, that I wish I could. Talking Brexit. At the end of this, at the end of uh, this show this week, and on line one, we have Vincent on the line. Vincent from, I believe, St. Paul, uh, and uh, and we haven't talked in a while. Vincent, good morning. Welcome to the show. Aloha from St. Paul, the paradise, blue skies, and all right now compared to the Arctic a few months ago. Absolutely. So, what's on your mind, Vincent? Uh, going back to George, Benjamin, and Thomas, 1776 uh-huh. there, they talked about liberty and freedom, and I think the British people, they said it's our turn. I, freedom and liberty there, and get rid of this here, you know, so we can be on this side of the, their side of the channel compared to the other side where Omaha beaches and all that. Right. Well, Vincent, I think that's a good. I think that's a good point. That's certainly what I observed in talking to people, particularly outside of London and and still in the English it, in the rest of England, particularly to the north of London. Um, that's that's what you heard over and over again. And I mean, I talked, <coughs> I talked to people who were. I, I think there's an attempt to sort of paint the uh, leavers as being sort of the the same ignorant, uh, un, great unwashed as the. Many people try to paint Trump voters, and it's not in neither case is that true. There are very intelligent people who voted for Trump, very successful people who voted for Trump. There are very thank successful you. people who voted for thanks thank you, Vincent. Thanks for the call. <laughs> there are very successful people who voted for uh there are very successful uh people who voted for uh for uh, uh, uh leave as well. And I think what I what I observed um is that is that there is an attempt to paint Leavers with a brush of well, it's all about immigration, and they're and they're a bunch of xenophobes, and uh, and uh, they bristle at that. I mean, I mean, they don't. It's not just that they don't like like it, but they make a pretty good case for the very thing that Vincent put his finger on is that that they've decided we don't want people in Brussels meddling in our affairs. We want to be able to make these decisions for ourselves. And so when people say, but it's going to cost you money, it's like, well, yeah, you know what? I, when I moved out of my parents' house, it cost me money. But I got, my free, I got my independence from my parents, and I liked it. Sure, there were times where it's like, boy, it'd be really great if I could go home and get a well-cooked meal by my mother. That would be fantastic. But I don't have that anymore. And I agree to make that trade. That, that's, that's what they're saying. So... so 
You know, they say, but it could be as much as 5 or 6% of GDP. Yeah, maybe. And if that was true, maybe I'd say, yeah, but it's worth it. I, I, I mean, seriously, I, I, I go back to the, the statement that you almost have to, and I, I'll, I'll retweet just the, the, the YouTube in the first portion of Macron's statement. And you watch this, you watch this, this man speak, and you think to yourself, there's an arrogance to this fellow that, that really rankles me. Okay, there is something to this guy. You go, oh, man, is this the person I want making decisions about what kinds of mayonnaise can be on the shelves of a British store? You know, I don't know. Uh, in the meantime, the EU's got its own issues to deal with. I just, I, I was going to talk more about this than we will, but I'll just read the beginning of this. Uh, this was this was uh, published uh, yesterday morning. Uh, on Reuters, uh, Italy and China want to revive the spirit of the ancient Silk Road by deepening their trade and investment tr- ties. Chinese President Xi Jinping said on Friday during a trip to Rome that has raised eyebrows in Washington. Xi is set to sign a deal on Saturday that will see Italy become the first member of the group of seven industrialized nations to join China's Belt and Road Initiative project, which is inspired by historic trade routes. We want to revitalize the ancient Silk Road in order to better share the fruits of humanity's progress. Chi said the two countries should enhance cooperation in infrastructure, ports, logistics, and maritime transport. This gives them the ability to put goods into Genoa and uh, gives them, it puts them into Genoa and one other port. I can't remember which the other port is that they're going to be coming into, but that that will allow them then to have access to send goods from Italy into the rest of Europe. And the EU and the United States are all like, oh, you know, no, you don't really want to do that. But, but that's where they are. Europe has its own issues. Germany is, Germany is nearing recession. France has, has, some, has some issues. Italy is thinking about what's the value of being in the EU itself. And so the pressure goes in both directions, and that's worth watching in this Brexit debate as we go forward. Jason, thank you for excellent production support. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back next week. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-in Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. INeedMoreHair.com Across America, it's snoring season. 
Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's mute. An ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.